0: Do you have a slow internet connection over there? No. It's got to be my computer. No, but I don't run off Wi-Fi. I'm hardwired in so that my studio functions. Can I change <laughs> my mind on the um, audio? Hmm? Can you just turn my audio up a little? Sure. I'm sorry. I know I said it was okay, but now it's... I know you better than that. I was yep, just waiting. Yep, I knew you were. You are. You're right. How's that? You want to try that for me? Testing one, two. Yep. I can go louder if you need. Nope. It's all good. All Yeah, I know you better than you know yourself at this point. You're That's right correct. about that. I think he's going to ask in a minute, but I'll wait. It's fine. Make them think they're in control. <laughs> More you than I though. Uh-huh. All right, let's get this show on the road, shall we? We've had one ba ba ba. That's good yeah, enough. We did it. We're so That's good at it now. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the paying attention podcast. Hi atop two guys smoke shop at the studio twenty-one. Podcast Cafe I got an interesting show for you today. I'm going to jump around a little bit. Got a couple of local issues. Got a couple. Like I have one national issue that I do want to talk about toward the end of the show. Um, it's starting to get much better at producing this as far as like where we put things in the show. Yeah. Because when I watch the um, the what they used to call um, what did they used to call it when you when you can go live like watch parties watch parties. we used to have yep. watch parties um, and now we can kind of do the same thing. And so I watch like when there's a lot of uh, viewers. When I talk about certain things, like how many more viewers we have versus how many people start tuning out. Right. So we're going to try and start with the uh, local stuff. Also, mm-hmm. uh, before we start, want to thank all of our sponsors, and we'll get to those in a second, especially a shout out to uh, Yoel and Natalia. Natalia was here last week. Yo- Yoel was in the audience. He brought us food from KM Pizza and Grill. Uh, on at uh, eight South Broadway I think it 's eight south Broadway in lawrence it 's in that little mm-hmm. plaza, and we went there for the grand opening on Saturday. Saturday yeah oh my God, the food was so good yeah because it 's like Dominican food mixed with like american food Ooh. and that 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 's something that intrigued me tremendously mm. so um, I had the um, I had the rice, I had the steak, and I had the little planta madura which is really good and um some keypays. She had some like, tiny little keypays. I like the big ones that you can yeah. like, bite into, mm-hmm. uh, but they were still very, very good. Um, I want to start off first. There was a murder, we believe, in Lawrence last late last week. It was Thursday or Friday. Um, got a call from one of my police friends who said, I think it's one of yours. And I said, What do you mean one of mine? He said, It's a homeless person. <clears throat> Patty, do you remember Patty? And I said, Yeah, I'm Patty Beck. She, he said, Yeah. And apparently they found her dead, I think, Thursday or Friday. And don't hold no. me to the day because, again, I don't sleep, so I never know what day it is. Um, I get emails a lot, too, by the way, from people going, you said it was a Tuesday and it was a Thursday. You said it was at 9 when it was at 5. Like, well, listen, please, if that's, the, if that's what you have to complain about on this show, then I'm doing something pretty good. Um, so we got, got the call from, uh, from a police friend, and um, we were out uh, doing homeless stuff. You know, feeding and giving them blankets and hand warmers. And thanks to our Methuen City Council for bringing us hand warmers last night. That was very good. Very. He didn't want to be named by name. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be thanked by name, and that's always like twenty extra points in my book because yeah. a lot of these guys do it because they want their name in the paper, they want their name on Facebook. So to that p- particular Methuen City Council, you'd never believe who it was if I told you mm-hmm. either. Um, you can tell me later. But he, but he did. He did come down and he brought some hand warmers, which we desperately needed last night because it did get cold. It, yeah. So um, talking to a lot of the uh, homeless. There's a scuttlebutt among the homeless that she may have been killed by another homeless person. And um, they found her right outside St. Anne's on Haverhill Street, which is like our third stop when we go out to all the different tent cities. And in, in, uh, when I say we, I really mean TMF. I go with them, but they're the ones really doing the work. So I don't want anyone to think I'm trying to take credit for anything I'm not. Um, but... Uh, talking it 's our third stop when we go to the different places where we know homeless people are going to be to bring them food or blankets or whatever it is that we have that we can give them and um, we were talking to a number of homeless people last night and over the over the last weekend, and it it seems pretty unanimous among the homeless community that uh, a homeless person was probably responsible for that. That breaks my heart. Mm. Uh, can we bring her picture up? Do we have a picture of her oh, yeah. the, One of the things that really saddens me oh. about the homeless. Um, Actually, no, we don't. We don't have the no, picture. You sent me two videos and a diagram. Oh, I didn't send you the picture? No. Oh, for crying out loud. Um, that's too bad. I wanted to put a picture up for people to see. One of the things that really saddens me about uh, the work that we do, that they do with the homeless, is that um, when someone dies, whether it's tragically or not, whether they have a heart attack and they die or they get murdered and they die, uh, a lot of these people have no family at all. They have no one to grieve for them. There's, there's, there's no feeling of loss In the community and and, and and that's sad Like you think about somebody Who lived their life She was an elderly woman She was I would guess In her late 50s Maybe early 60s But she looked like She was in her 80s Because she's been on the street For a long time um, had no, had no, Has no one to grieve for her She's got no family And you know You think about The totality of someone's life Living an entire life 50, 60 years And then dying And nobody noticing, nobody caring, nobody there. To, there's no feeling of loss anywhere by uh, any family members, friends, whatever. Um, and so last night, TMF, uh, thanks to Mike Gorman and his mom, Nancy, and, uh, and and all the kids at TMF. TMF stands for the Movement Family. They're a group that uh, services the homeless in, in the city of Lawrence, um, an organization I'm proud to be affiliated with. Uh, they had a candlelight vigil for her last night. Wow. And that made me feel really good because you know there for the grace of god go i you know i've been homeless twice it could happen again you never know you have a bad turn in life and and you and you end up where you end up and a lot of times it has nothing to do with what you did it's just the circumstances that you're in what was her name again uh, patty beck patty beck okay and um and so when they did that last night i thought that was really nice because she was at the tmf homeless dinners every week she was there every every wednesday uh, always looking through the bin, looking for socks and hand warmers and whatever she could find for blankets or extra clothes. Um, and I know that uh, I know that uh, Carrie at House of Mercy said uh, last night that she's there a lot to have lunch. By the way, House of Mercy, uh, not to get off on a totally dip- different topic, If if anybody's looking for something to donate to, like there's a lot of people in the community that want to help the homeless. They want to help people who are downtrodden, but they don't know how to go about doing it. Uh, f- my first advice is please never give anybody cash. Never pull up to somebody who's on the corner and give them cash because that money is going to go right to drugs. Bring them food. Go through a drive-through. But um, the the I, I can't believe I lost my thought. I got off the off ramp and, and I and I and I can't get back on it. Um, the 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 homeless um, uh, isn't that awful. Just terrible let's just talk about something <laughs> it's so depressing really yeah. you, 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 the, these people are on the streets sometimes no fault of their own, and you know they end up in a situation like this I, I really hope that it's not another homeless person who who killed her, but it was really, really nice of um of t m f to do that last night for her and you know, a, 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 that's why they call it the movement family because it's like being with a family when you're there. If you're homeless, you've got nothing. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I can't I can't believe where I, I, I can't remember where I was going with that. Um, so our hearts go out to the homeless community, and let's okay. just hope that whoever it was that did it was not one of ours, not a homeless person. There's a lot of scuttlebutt on the street. There's a lot of name dropping on the street as to who people think it was. Let's just let the police do their job um and let's just you know we'll fight we'll know sooner or later the lawrence cops are really good Mm -hmm. and they're really good and the detectives in lawrence are second to none like second to none they're they're better than the boston police they're better than the thuan police they're better than any of the police up here in new hampshire um lawrence police do a good job wow i can't believe it. it was like right there at the top i mean is it just that i'm getting old is that what it is Youngin over there. I mean, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> don't put me on this. spot. That the answer is yes. Then yeah. <laughs> okay, we've, we've got our answer, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like you didn't sleep well last night. I did not sleep well last That's night. That's what it is. I, actually, like the last couple of nights I haven't slept yeah. well. Um, all right, so um, mm-hmm. we have uh, what were the other two topics? I want to. By the way, we're live, right? So when mm-hmm. we when we're live, Facebook has this new thing. You used to be able to just get notified. If you were someone's friend on Facebook, when they went live, you'd automatically get notified that they were going live. So I'd go live, I'd go to a fire or an accident or somewhere in, in Lawrence or Methuen, and as soon as I jumped on, all 16,000 people who follow me on Facebook would get notified, and sometimes we'd have five, six, seven thousand 7,000 people watching, and now Facebook has just decided to destroy that opportunity for those of us who used it for that reason. And now, if you if you want to get notified when we go live, there's a little bell. When we go when we are live, uh, there's a little bell. I, I, you can't see it on the screen, but there's a little bell. And if you click the bell, then you will get notified when we go live. So please do that. And also subscribe to our our YouTube channel. Uh, boy, let's just end the show now, mm-hmm. shall we? we All right, where, where, where can about? we go? Should we go to? Uh, let's we'll do AOC real quick because it's a uh, it's a. Um, I'm, f- I'm flipping through the channels yesterday. I was trying to recover this, right? Yeah. Flipping through the channels yesterday, and of course the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, we're waiting for a jury. Now the media has now sent a, has now moved over to the Armand Aubrey case, which by the way, the Kyle Rittenhouse case has nothing to do with race. He's a white guy that shot three white people. And all this talk about white supremacy and all that crap, it's just bullshit. It's just crap. It's to distract you. It's a, it's a, it's a case of whether or not this was self-defense or not. And there's no racial element to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's a white kid that shot three kids. The Ahmad Aubrey case, on the other hand, is two white guys who jumped in a pickup truck with their shotguns and chased down a black guy and shot him to death. That might have to do with race. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe if a white guy was running and they thought he had stolen something and they chased him down and shot him, uh, or they chased him down, they would have shot him anyway. But that's for the jury to decide, not for me to decide, not for you to decide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will say, you know, given the, the Ahmad Aubrey case, I have watched an awful lot of the testimony. Seems to me they're guilty, at least so far. And I'm waiting for the defense to give me something that says, because I like to believe that everybody's innocent going in, um, no matter who they are. And, and I'm waiting for the defense to give me something. And whenever the defense talks, I'm actually even more convinced that these two guys murdered this guy. It, it, you know it, I I learned this when my dad was killed that you cannot claim self defense you cannot um, you have no justification if you are the aggressor in the situation so if you go into a situation where you're armed or the other person's armed and you created the problem you assaulted the guy you assaulted the guy's girlfriend and then you know you have to, you end up killing someone and you think maybe it's self defense because the guy's on top of you it's still second-degree murder because you're the aggressor in the case. And they beat that to death uh, in my dad's trial over and over and over, uh, saying that, you know, you have to dis- disregard the fact that he's a cop. He approached the guy's vehicle. That makes him the aggressor. And by the way, that was the technicality that, that let my father's murderers off on that because they, they, they gave faulty jury instruction because my father was a cop. He had a right to uh, approach the, the car. Anyways, um, so I'm watching all of this, and, and while all this is going on, CNN and the rest of the media has to stop all of the, all of the, the reporting on the uh, Aubrey case and on the Kyle Rittenhouse case to show us hours and hours of testimony of Congress, testimony from Congress, congressmen getting up. At, before the, with all the problems in the world, the inflation, unemployment, uh, we can't get goods they're all stuck off off off, uh, off the coast of florida off the coast of california we can't get goods in because we have no dock workers to unload anything we've got this covid problem we've got the china problem uh, we've got our, our borders are wide open and covid is just streaming into the country and nobody's doing anything about it what did congress spend an entire 2 days on they spent an entire 2 days trying to censure a congressman for posting a cartoon an anime cartoon that they claimed shows Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being murdered. And I I looked really hard to try and find this cartoon because it's so dangerous nobody can show it, right? So I'm looking on YouTube. I'm looking everywhere I can find it. I finally did find it, and I and it's about, I don't know, like two minutes long. And, and I just want you to hang in with me for a minute because I want you to see if you can watch this. And A, see if you can... Find Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez anywhere in this meme, anywhere in this anime, and I want you to ask yourself while you're watching this, is this something Congress should be doing with all of the problems that they're not solving right now? Homelessness, the addiction problem, child molestation, there's all the things going on in the world. This is what Congress has now spent two days talking about, this cartoon. And it's a Japanese anime. I guess, was that her right there? I guess that was her, right? Oh, yeah. I guess. Maybe. Uh, Yeah. All right. Okay. So apparently this is like a commentary... So apparently this is a commentary on the open borders problem and some of the other problems that we have in our society today, in our country today. Hmm. I had to look for, like, this is like the 18th time I've watched it. And this time I actually did catch it for less than a fraction of a second. There's a cartoon character that looks like it might be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, maybe. Hmm. But they spent the last two days and here's what they were saying the congressman who posted this should be censured from Congress because he showed, a, he showed Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being murdered. She, the murder of a member of Congress cannot be tolerated. Hmm. Celebrating the murder of a congressman must be, we have to stop this. This is going to cause violence in our streets. Did anybody watch that and get the urge to go out and commit violence in the streets? Anybody? Really? Come on. Like I didn't, I, I actually toyed with the idea of not showing it because it was a little long and it, it kind of convoluted. It doesn't; it's not really clear what he's really trying to say. I think it's a commentary on the border, but by the way, that's what art is. Art is something that's subject to interpretation. Everybody looks at it differently. So maybe Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, apparently, I guess from some of the testimony yesterday, they slowed it down frame by frame till they got to the point where they see. What looks like it might be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and quite frankly, I don't really think it looks all that much like her. I happen to think that she's one of the hottest women on the planet, and I didn't see hot there at all, at all. But okay, let's say just for fun that that less than a second depiction of Alexandria Ocasio was was a, a, actually a Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and he come up, comes up from behind her, and I didn't really... I couldn't see that he killed her, but I guess if we went frame by frame as if it mattered, you might maybe see that that's what he did. I I didn't see that, but maybe he did when you slow it down. But I I, I wanted to bring this in because I wanted to show you the great lengths that the politicians in this country, of both parties, will go to to distract you from the fact that they're not doing their fucking job. They're just not. We have... Oh, I did send you... Didn't I send you the... um, I sent you a graphic, right? You did. Okay. The diagram? Yeah, let's pull yeah. up that graphic because it goes great with this. So while all this is going on, while I'm watching it on TV, I'm going to try and pull this up so I can see it on my screen because that, that thing's just way too far away <laughs> for me. Uh, where are we here? God <laughs> boy. All right, then I guess we won't. I can't read what the numbers are. Maybe you can read them up. But th- 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 this, is the, this is the number of deaths from opioids. While Congress is talking about a cartoon. God, can you tell so us what this, all is? Yeah. this like is? All opioids? Yeah. 75,673. Bizarre. All opioids. This Bizarre. Is, this is the opioid deaths in America mm-hmm. by year. Yeah. Okay? So while the people who are in charge of our country, in charge of our government, were are supposed to be solving this problem, they're talking about cartoons. Yeah. While COVID is streaming across the border and nobody's doing anything to stop it, they're talking about cartoons. Mm. And while... Veterans are sleeping in the streets. Well, forget veterans. American citizens are sleeping in the streets. Right. They're talking about cartoons. While well, tents are set up less than a block from the Capitol building with hundreds and hundreds of homeless people in the shittiest conditions you can imagine. Urine. I have friends that live down there. They say, you get a half a block from that place and all you can smell is the urine. Urine is feces. That's all you can wow. And people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez walk by or drive by that every single day to go into Congress to talk about cartoons, all right? And so you've got the Republicans are all upset because it's a Republican that they're accusing, so they're going to defend the Republicans. And you've got the Democrats are all upset because they, they think this is something that they can use as a cudgel to beat up Republicans and make them look like the mean, evil bastards that they want people to think that they are. Mm. And quite frankly, they're both full of shit because had this been the other way around, had a Democrat done this, I'm pretty sure that the Republicans wouldn't be happy. About, although I don't think they would do this, though. I, I, the, the behavior of both parties is very different. I don't, Republicans on the social issues on stuff like this, they tend not to cry about it. Right? They cry about other stuff, the transgender bathrooms and gay marriage and all that stuff. But they tend not to do this. And I think about what it would be like had it been the opposite. If the Republicans had made this a major issue on the floor of the House... Democrats would be saying the exact opposite thing. They'd be saying, this is free speech. This is art. You can't censure a member of Congress for doing that if it was one of their members. And I bring that up because all of this isn't just a distraction. It, it, it further shows how full of shit both parties are. That when one party does it, the other party complains even if the other party's already doing it. Let's remember that um, it was Maxine Waters who got up at a microphone at a rally and instructed a mob of people to go and assault Republicans. She was never censured for that. You've got other Democrats who have said publicly to go out and kill, go out and literally kill Trump supporters. They've never been censured for that. In fact, they made excuses for it when the Republicans complained. But by the way, it's happened on the other side too. Republicans do stupid shit and... The Democrats cry about it, and then when the Democrats do stupid shit, the 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 the, the Republicans cry about it, ba- ba- whichever way it was. I think I said it backwards. Mm. None of these people are fighting for you. None of these people are fighting for you. They're not fighting for me, and that's what's lost in all of this. We get all caught up in taking sides. And I have Republican friends that were saying to me last night, I was out uh, hanging out with some friends, and they were like, I can't believe they would do such a thing. It's just awful that they would make such a big thing about a cartoon. And I was hanging out with some of my Democrat friends. and They were outraged, outraged that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez could be depicted in such a way. And in both cases, I asked them, uh, shouldn't Congress be doing something else? Like, Really? Shouldn't they be focusing on the opioid crisis? How about the crime crime? Murder is up, like, what, 580,000% over the last year? Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but, you know, I mean, it, after, after you get to 50%, does it really matter what the number is, honestly? Right. I mean, murder is up significantly. Crime, violent crime is up significantly all over the country. Does anybody give a shit? Anybody who, anybody who is in charge of our government, who's, who got elected to represent us, are any of them doing anything for us? We're dying, as a nation, we're dying. The middle class is dead, it's already dead. It's not dying, it's already dead. The middle class is dead. The nuclear family in this country is dead. We have more people dying from opioids than died in Vietnam. And these people are talking about a fucking cartoon. It's insanity. And I really just wish that the Republicans would have just not shown up. Mm. I wish they would just said, you know what? Do what you wanna do, we're here to get work done. When you guys are ready to do work, let us know, we'll show up. That's really what they should have done. If I was a congressman, that's what I would have done. And I, while I agree with the Republicans on this, it's art. You saw it. It's a cartoon. It it also, when you delve into issues like this, you also start to see other things that are kind of stark, right? You start to see, you hear the Democrats say how this is going to spurn violence. Remember when Gabby Gifford, the congressman, was shot and they were blaming... Um, Who's the chick that ran for uh, uh, vice president from Alaska? A kid with the glasses. I can't remember her name. It's, I'm, I'm just too old to remember anything anymore. <laughs> she just stopped doing a show, actually, at this point. Uh, Sarah Palin. Yes. Prior to uh, Gabby Giffords getting shot, Sarah Palin had posted online a map of the United States with a target over each district that the Republicans were going to target for defeat in the next election. And when Gabby Giffords got shot, every single, except for Fox, every single news outlet blamed Sarah Palin saying that because she did that, she called for violence. And because it happened to Gabby Giffords and she happened to be one of those targeted districts, it was Sarah Palin's fault because words equal violence. And you when you start to when you start when you actually listen to what these morons are saying on the on the on the floor of the Capitol when they're talking about this cartoon and they start talking about how words are violence, it's amazing that these people can function and tie their shoes every day. Because when there's real violence, like in Baltimore and Minneapolis and Atlanta and L.A., when there's real violence, when courthouses are being burned down, when police officers are being shot, when women are being raped, no problem. Mm. No problem. That's free speech. They're protesting. So if they want to rape your mom, that's okay as long as they're a protester. But it's, it, there's a little caveat to that. As long as they're a left-wing protester. Oh. If they're a right-wing protester, they're an insurrectionist. If you're a left-wing protester, you could rape, kill, burn down police stations, blow up uh, courthouses. Uh, the, the, there was a left-wing mob. you didn't see it on any news station. No news station covered this, none. There was a left-wing mob about a month ago that invaded the Department of Interior building, and they were, they actually performed an insurrection. They actually stormed into the building. Hmm. All right? You didn't hear about it on any news channel. It's up online. You can Google it. It's there. Department of Interior. But they didn't, there was nobody calling this an insurrection had they been Trump supporters, had they been Republicans, it sure as hell would have been an insurrection. It would have been furtherance of the right-wing violence. You know, the, the more I listen to CNN and MSNBC and NBC and ABC and CBS and all the rest of them, the more we realize that not only is everything they're telling you not true, what they're telling you is the exact opposite of what is true. Right. They're telling you the exact opposite, that the violence that you see with your own eyes is a peaceful protest. But words are violence. So they want to censor words but allow criminals to commit violence. Does that sound like a party that cares about you? Doesn't sound like that to me. It just doesn't. And I'm not a Republican. I left the Republican Party. I did a whole show on why I left the Republican Party. It would have been nice if Neil Perry had seen that, but, you know, he says, he, Neil always says, first we must seek to understand and listen, but then he doesn't listen to anything, and then he makes judgments without listening. But I did a whole show on how much I hate the Republican Party and why and went into great detail on it. But I have to tell you, I'm with the Republicans on this one. I mean, whether it's, whether it's the AOC issue, whether it's the, the free speech issue, whether it's violence in our streets, defund the police, critical race theory. It, it all derives from the Democrat Party. It's all the Democrats. And I will give this caveat because Neil fell for it last time he was here. That doesn't mean every, the, the guy listening on his, on his iPod that's jogging that's a registered Democrat. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the people who run the party. They have a party platform that is put together by the party leaders. And what they want is they want racism in your schools. They want violence in your streets. And they don't want you to be able to defend yourself. And they want to be able to curb your speech if they don't like it. That's a problem. That's a real problem in this country. can really get 11 minutes left. All right. Let's, let's, I'll leave this up to you. I actually have two things I want to get to. I really want to talk about my lead story, but I also wanted to talk about them at the one City Council meeting. I think I'm going to hold the meeting because we got video, and now you've got it, um, and we'll talk about my lead story. So probably should have let off with this. Our lead story here in the Valley Patriot. And let's see what we got here. Lawrence School Segregate Teachers. And I'm getting a lot of emails on this. From teachers, believe it or not, as much as I rag on teachers on this show, you would think that every single one of these public school teachers hated me. You would think that they wouldn't even want to say hello to me when they saw me at Dunkin' Donuts. I'm getting a lot of emails from teachers saying that they read our story about segregating teachers in Lawrence, and I will explain that to you in a minute. And almost, almost 100% of the emails are, you know what, Duggan, I don't like you, I don't like your paper, but thank God that you're out there because you're the only one exposing this kind of stuff. And here's what, here's, what, here's what the Lawrence Public Schools did. So uh, I got an email that, um, from a teacher that an email went out to all of the administrators and the teachers saying that they're going to be bringing in this outside group called Blackprint. Blackprint is a racist group. They're a so-called educational training group that is run by racists who hate people based on their race or love people based on their race. And what they're going to do is they're going to, the Lawrence schools is paying them to come into the schools and they're going to have a meeting with the teachers to find out whether or not the teachers in, Lawrence, in the Lawrence public school system think that there's a racism problem in the Lawrence public schools. But hold on a minute. Not all teachers are invited Only the minority teachers are invited. White teachers are not allowed to attend. So what they want is they want a bunch of non-white teachers, which is how they segregate, right? That's where the headline came from, people saying, what do you mean they're segregating? They're segregating. They're letting the the non-white teachers, they're getting them all in a room. They're making them sign a non-disclosure agreement so everything gets talked about there. They can't talk about it. They get sued. They could lose their job. All right. And they're gonna talk about whether or not the Lawrence Schools is doing enough is doing enough for anti-racism. Now, what is anti-racism? It's just racism. Anti-racism is just racism. You're either racist or you're not. What they want is they want activists within the schools. To be fighting racism and not real racism, but what they think is racism. So, if you tell a joke, that's racism. Um, you know, if, if, you, if you do certain things that are steeped in white supremacy and the history of white men and colonization and all that crap, all that overeducated bullshit, then they want the teachers to be activists and go after people. But not the white teachers. See, white teachers, I guess, aren't allowed to go after racists. Only minority teachers are allowed to go after racists. So I did some research on this black black print group. Because when I talked to Chris Markins, who, by the way, is a great guy, and he's on the wrong side of this, clearly. But Chris Markins is the uh, PR guy for the superintendent. He's the communications director for the Lawrence schools. He admitted, yes, he did send out the email. Yes, the superintendent did do this. The schools are going to pay for this. And, by the way, the schools are going to pay the teachers who go, to this little meeting with black print, but only minority teachers, right? White teachers aren't gonna get the benefit of going and getting paid for this extra extra stuff. And what he said to me was, no, 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 Tom, you got this all wrong. Chris Markin said, um, what we're doing is we're getting the we have to find out from the from the minority teachers how we're doing on racism, what they think about how we're do- are we are we anti-racist enough? In other words, are we active are we are we Enough of an activist within the schools. First of all, schools are not supposed to be activists. Teach our fucking kids how to read and write. We've gone through this. They're not doing it, especially in Lawrence. All right. But secondly, they only want to know from the minority teachers whether or not they feel like they're being treated differently based on their race, which then begs the question, do white people not get treated differently based on their race? So I went to a black print website and I started looking around. Oh, my God. Oh my God. So here's how this scam works. A school district will hire them to come in and do an audit of their minority teachers. And of course, when they're done the audit, you know what they're going to find. They're going to find terrible, terrible racism in the school system, whatever school system it is they're auditing. And then once you've paid them to find this out and, and give a report and an audit that says the Lawrence school system, and I guarantee you this is what they're going to say, the Lawrence school system, terribly, terribly racist. Then you pay them to do professional development, which is teacher training. Then they get together with all of the teachers, and I would imagine most of you the white teachers because those are the ones who will be the racists by the end of this. You know that. And they do trainings of the teachers and teach them how to be anti-racist. And anti-racist basically means that white people have privilege and black people are victims and oppressed. There were the oppressed class and the oppressor class. And if you're black, you're automatically the oppressed. And if you're white, you're automatically the oppressor. If you're Latino, you're automatically oppressed. If you're white, you're automatically the oppressor. And, and one of the things that they teach, if you go to Black Prince website, uh, go to Professional Development, it's right there on their website. It's like not even like they hide it. Their goal is to, quote, change the culture in the classroom. So when Chris Markins says to me on the phone, and I quoted him directly, and he approved the quotes, too, by the way. I sent him the quotes. So he, he, had, he, he says those are his quotes, all right? When he says, "No, Tom, Tom, you've got this all wrong. This has nothing to do with classroom instruction. This has nothing to do with anything going on in the schools. We just want to find out. We're curious. We want to find out if the black and minority teachers in the schools feel like they're being targeted based on their race. How are we doing in the race issue? It's such a, We need equity. And by the way, equity is the opposite of equality. Whenever you hear hear an overeducated idiot or a politician, which are usually the same thing, talk about equity, remember just one thing. Equity means the opposite of equality. Equity means they're going to determine who's got a leg up and who's got a leg down, and then they're going to take the person who's got the leg down and rise them up and take the person that's got the leg up and knock them down. That's what equity means. All right, And so what he said to me on the phone And I knew, I knew this wasn't the case But I gave him the benefit of the doubt that he actually believes this Because he's not a member of Blackprint He's a, he's a communications guy When he said Tom to Tom don't worry about it This is not going to be in the Lawrence schools This isn't going to be the classroom This isn't professional development It's just an audit I wish that I had looked at the Blackprint website Before I spoke to him Because my next comment would have been Did you see the website? Because BlackBerry doesn't just come in and do audits and then go away. They're not in the business of going away and not making money. They're in the business of making money. So they come into the schools and they do an audit. And then they give it a report of the audit of what they found. And then you need to hire them to teach everybody how not to be racist. So they can change the culture in the classroom. So they can teach teachers, administrators, and students. It's right on the website. And students to be anti-racist, anti-racism activists. This shouldn't be going on in our schools. And when Neil Perry, you know, listen, and I'm not picking on him, but he's he's been here, so I use him as a good example. When Neil Perry was here and I asked him, is is critical race theory being taught in the Methuen schools? His answer was no, and then he followed up with, he hated the idea that I I even asked the question, because it divides us. It's the we, they. It causes division, no, talking about it doesn't cause division. Doing it causes division. Teaching a white kid that he's a bad person because, he, because other white people who did bad stuff before he was born makes him a bad person. Doing that is divisive. Not talking about it and trying to stop it. And when I said that it's the Democrats that are doing this, he got all huffy. Go back and watch the video. He got all huffy. Oh, this this is what I hate about you, he says. You said Democrats. All Democrats aren't doing it. Yeah, okay, we know that. Duh. I didn't say all Democrats. But when I say Democrats, when we're having a conversation about the party the Democrat Party, the Republican Party. We're talking about the leaders of the party and the people who put their platform together. Their platform is a list of issues that they care about that they want to accomplish. And part of the Democrat Party platform is critical race theory, which is the idea that white people are bad by virtue of being white and that, uh, and that non-white people are good and virtuous by virtue of not being white. That white people have a privilege that blacks and minorities don't have. So you people are pretty smart. You think for yourself. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you saw a black person pretending to be white to get some kind of privilege in society? Go ahead. I'll wait. Think about it. Now let me ask you another question. When was the last time you heard of a white person pretending not to be white to get a privilege? Every day. Every day there are stories about, people, about kids protect, uh, lying on their application to college. Putting down that they're a minority when they're not. There's been all kinds of studies on this, by the way. Uh, I think the last study I saw said one third of the kids that lie about their race to get into college don't get caught. They get into college based on the fact that they claim that they're minorities and they're white. If white people had privilege, why would white people have to pretend not to be white to get housing, to get into college, to get a job in your local police department or your fire department? There's no such thing as white privilege. If anything, it's the other way around. But again, why are we talking about this in a school system? So the schools want to talk about race. They want to focus on race in Lawrence. A school system where kids can't read when they graduate. A school system where kids don't know the First Amendment. They know all about transgender bathrooms and 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 gay marriage and, and global warming. But they don't know the first thing about the First Amendment or the Second Amendment. They don't even know what the Third Amendment is. I mean. Ask any random hundred kids that graduated from Lawrence High School, what's the Third Amendment? They can't tell you, right? So I, 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 I brought this in because if this was happening in Methuen, I'm pretty sure you'd, you'd have an outrage. Because there's enough white people in Methuen, I think, that would complain. And if it happened in North Andover, oh, wait, I think it is happening in North Andover. I think it is. That's going to be a subject of another show. There's no outrage. And why is there no outrage? Because white people are afraid We've got a social dynamic now Where white people are afraid To say anything Even when blatant racism is being conducted Against them and their race This stuff's got to stop And thank God for uh, for Santiago Reyes Cruz A uh, Dominican school committee member Just got elected in Lawrence He's the only guy I could get to say on the record Because he's not white So he didn't have to worry about being called a racist He's the only one that would say on the record And I talked to a lot of people A lot of Lawrence officials. He's the only one that came on the record and said, this is racism. We either believe in Martin Luther King or we don't. We either believe in treating people based on the content of their character or we don't. And there's no room for this in our school system. And he followed up by saying, which was surprising, when I take office in January, I'm going to do everything I can humanly possible to stop this baloney from happening. Good for Santiago Reyes Cruz. I want to see more leadership in Lawrence. We got times up. All right. Uh, we will talk about the Methuen City Council meeting. Um, it was kind of funny, but it wasn't serious. I'm kind of having a little bit of a serious show today. So um, so that's why we jumped around a little bit. can't believe I still can't remember what I was going to say earlier in the show. <laughs> it's just so awful. Uh, you can wrap that up. I want to thank McLennan Real Estate Century 21 on Broadway in Methuen. We love them. AFC Urgent Care. Loved having Lisa Williams here last week. Marseille and Son Construction Before the Snow Starts. Before the snow starts, call Marsan and Sun Construction. And uh, if you need to have your roof fixed or a porch put on or an addition, do it now while the weather's still nice. Uh, what else do we have? EIS, investigation and gun training. Barelli's Deli, getting my hot sausage today. Tomo's and Happy Crab, Clear Path for Veterans New England. Pleasant Valley Landscaping and the Great Lawrence Technical School. I want to thank Chrissy, my fine, fine producer, for... Putting up with me today. I'm still <laughs> off my game. Last couple, last yeah. two or three shows, I've been really off my game. All right, we'll get you back. But I promise as things yeah. progress, I'll, I'll get better. Yeah. I got a lot of stuff going on in my life yeah. that sure. nobody cares about, so I don't talk about it. right. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home, now, right? I guess. Oh, this JG's. Doesn't that look great? Mm. Maybe yeah, I'll stop and get, get ice cream on my way home. Yeah. All right, Melvin Taylor says you got to go home. So go home already.